Okay, Boker Tov, today's daf, Shavua Tov, Moadim L'Sumcha, today's daf is daf, Chof Vov, in Beitza. <clears throat> Again, we learned from Forshleim, for Yosef Azriel Ben Chaim Michal, and today we'll start from the last line on Chof Heim at Beis. Bechor Shenafel now we know a Bechor, we're talking about a firstborn of a short Kesev O'Ez, of those three animals, that is given to the Kohen, and if it doesn't have a Mum, if it's called Tam, if it's unblemished, it's given to the, it's taken to the base of Migdash where he shechts it and eats it. If it has a mum, it still goes to the Kohen, but now anybody could eat it. He could eat it without uh, taking it to the base of Migdash. Bizman hazeh, a bechor is an animal that um, if it's uh, unblemished and it's born, it becomes kadosh at birth. And therefore, if you don't take precautions, for example, you don't get a goyesha partner, bizman hazeh, if, you have a, if you're a farmer and you have animals, even if you're not a farmer, you just have one animal. <laughs> gave birth, you have a cow, gave birth to a, uh, to a firstborn male calf. It's holy. And you can't use it. You can't touch it. You can't do anything with it. You got to just let it graze out in the field and wait till it gets a mum or if it never gets a mum. And it's a real problem. You're mole behektish if you have any enough from it. So here you have a case on Yantav. Bechor shenafalabor. Bechor fell into a pit. Now, this Bechor understands something. If it was, if it didn't have a blemish, then it was muktzah. Mm, it was muktzah because uh, you're not allowed to take it. Uh, you, you have to take it to the base of migdash. The coin, that's assume you gave it to the coin already. Has to be taken migdash. Now the question is, it fell into a pit, and perhaps it got a permanent blemish. What's called a mum kavua, not a mum over, but a mum kavua. Now <clears throat> Yantif, what do you do? So Rabbi says, listen, yered mum You can't just pick the animal up because the animal's really muktzah. And so what you do is you send a, an expert down there, a rabbi, an expert who knows how to tell if it's a permanent blemish or not, Yerid and he checks it out in the pit. If it's got a permanent blemish, you can bring it up. You don't want it to die. And, uh, now if it's, and now it's not just that you don't want it to die, like in the case of Behemoth Sukkot we had yesterday, but it's also um, now it's, it's fit to be eaten without taking it to the base of Migdash because it has a mum. It's no longer... Loses its its kedusha. So im mum yala you could bring it up and shecht it. Now this is problematic because before Yantav started, if it was a if it was a uh, an unblemished animal, it was muksa. Once it's muksa, how can you use it? This is rabuda, rabuda omer. This is rabuda. We'll see the more rabuda. You know the, the rabuda in the mission is rabuda brabeloi. Unless it's rabuda, unless it's rabbi or rabuda nasi, same thing. Uh, the stam rabuda is rabuda brabeloi. He's the Bar Machlokes with Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon Yechoi, who holds, doesn't hold the Muktzah. In general, he doesn't hold the Muktzah, except for uh, certain cases. And a Buddha holds the Muktzah. So if the animal is Muktzah, so what do you mean? If it has a Mum now, uh, you could Shecht it. What do you mean? You can't Shecht it if it has a Mum. This is a problem. So Rashi points it out, and we'll see in the Gemara, that we're not speaking about where the animal was really unblemished. If it was unblemished at the beginning of Yantif, it's Muktzah. Even if it had a blemish during Yantiv, you can't shecht it because it was muktzah from before, contra Yudah. In Lavso, he says, okay, if it has a mum, you could shecht it. If it doesn't have a mum, you shouldn't shecht it. Reb Shimon, the famous bar machlot, bar, the bar plukta of Rabbi Yudah, Reb Shimon by Yechoyomer, if you couldn't tell that there was a mum there before Yantiv started, it's not prepared. An interesting thing. Reb Shimon doesn't hold of muktzah. So why would Reb Shimon here argue and say, he doesn't hold the muksa no more, Buda holds the muksa. Reb Shimon says, and Reb Yudha said in our Mishnah, you know what, if it has a mum when it fell into the pit and you checked it, there's a mum, you could shecht it. Oh, you could bring it up and shecht it and eat it. 
Shimon says, no, you can't. It's not Meramuchim. Reb Shimon's always the one who doesn't hold a Muktza. So Rashi points out, it's not because of Muktza over here. It's because by, by examining it, it's like a Dayan. It's examining it and making it fit on Yantif. That you can't do already because that's a shvus. The rabbis made a takana, you can't fix things on Yantif. And even Reb Shimon holds it that, not because of Muktza. Reb Shimon doesn't hold a Muktza in most cases. Reb Shimon over here, though, says, you can't, you can't uh, shecht it. Why? Because the only way to shecht it is to examine it and determine if it was if it can be if fit to be eaten on yantif. If you could shecht it without taking it to the base of English, if it doesn't have a mum, so Reb Shimon says that you can't do. You can't examine it and kasher it, so to speak, on yantif. That's fixing it, and that's the shvus the Rabbanu made such a takana. So we have a strange machlok between Reb Shimon. Reb Yudah usually wants to hold the muktzah. Reb Shimon doesn't hold the muktzah. Here, Reb Shimon says, under no circumstances may you shecht this animal on yantif. Reb Yudah says, well, if it had a mum, then you can. But even according to Yudah, it can't be speaking Stam where you got the mum for the first time on Yantif because it would be Muktzah from before Yantif since it was a Bechor at the beginning of Yantif, meaning you can't shecht it. It's got to be taken to the base of Migdah. So what's going on over here? So we're speaking up. We'll see the Gemara will explain that there really was somewhat of a mum before Yantif started. And that's why if you look at the Lashon of the Mishnah again, Bechor Shanafa Labor, it doesn't say Bechor Tam. It says a Bechor that fell into the pit. We'll see how this is important later on. Let's see the Gemara now. Mike and Mifra, but, but, yeah. Uh, Ephraim? Yeah. Ephraim? Mm-hmm. It, but it wasn't Muksa for the Kohen. It wasn't. It was Muksa yes, yes. for, for the... Uh, yes, it was Muksa. Kohen, it wasn't... No, it was Muksa because it had... Yeah, because he, he couldn't shecht it on Yantif without taking it to the base of Migdash. The Bechor, the, it was, it was, in other words, what did we have before? You don't shecht things on Yantif unless, unless they are, uh, re, they're part of Yantif, right? Karbonos, like the Chagiga and things like that, Shlamim, that, that, the, 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 the carbon Chagiga, which is a kind of a Shlamim, or, or Re'iya, right? The, the Olas Re'iya. Those they're regular. They're, those are part of Yantif, or certainly Karbanas Sibor. But Nedarma Davis, we said the Psak before. Those are Machlokes about it. You don't think so. Here also the Bechor, uh, he didn't have to shecht it on Yantif. He could have shechted it before or after Yantif. So it's really Muktzah even at the base of Migdash. But here we're not talking. Here we're talking about it's Muktzah because he's not near the base of Migdash. He's in Tel Aviv or wherever he is. And the Bechor, he's not taking it, to, he can't take it to the base of Mikdash on Yantiv, so it's Muktza. He can't shecht it if it's an unblemished animal. So it was Muktza for sure. So Kuntra if it was unblemished, it's Muktza. That's, that's your basic problem. So why does Rebuta say, oh, if it has a mum, it's okay, you could shecht it. What do you mean it was Muktza already? The answer is, it wasn't really an unblemished animal, but the Gemara doesn't tell us that. Rashi tells us this already because it's so obvious. The Kash is, how could Yehuda say you could shecht it even if it got a mum on Yantif? It was Muktza. And Rabbi Shimon does know the mixer. So what's the Machlokas? The Gemara says, my Kamif, what's the Machlokas? He named a Baroan. Is Machlokas, do you examine Baroan mum in Kamif? Do you check? Do you examine Examine him on Yantif, Drabuta, Sava, Rowan, Mum. He says, Listen, even though I hold a Muktza, here it's not Muktza, as we'll see, because there was a shtickle Mum there already. Let's say there was a partial Mum there already. And you can examine her on Yantif. It's not such a big deal to examine. You're not doing any Malachi. You can examine it. We have to Rabbi Shimon, Sava, Ain Rowan, Mum, Yantif. We pass like Rabbi Shimon. Anyway, you don't check me in Yantif because it's like you're koshering it. It's like you're fixing it. And there's a Shvus. And it's supposed uh, not to do it. So this is Rabbanan to check to to uh, to do it on Yanta. As we said, the word Shvus applies to Isur and Rabbanan on Shabbos and Yanta. So Einwam be Yanta. If that's the Machlokas, so So talk about Stam. Can you check if that's the Machlokas? So just say, do you examine animals that have a blemish on Yanta to see if they're if it's a permanent blemish or not? 
Say the Machlokas is there. What do you talk about this business about the Bechor fell into the boar? What do you have to talk about that for? Just talk about, do you examine it or not if that's the Machlokas? The Morris says, no. That is the Machlokas, but why did he tell us the case of Bechor Shenafel a boar? Bechor Shenafel Yitzruchalek. Why? Listen, besides the fact, besides the fact of the Machlokas about do you check, do you examine Mumen on Yantaf or not, Rabbi Shimon says you may not, Rabbi Yudah says you may, the animal fell into a boar. The animal is in distress. And as we've learned before, Rav Asher always points out that Tsar Balachaim is in this, even though it's not one of the Tari Mitzvahs, it's in this Doraisa. So, Mishum Tsar Balachaim La'orem Veliske. So, make an evasion, you know, make a trick and bring it out of the boar. What do we mean by Kirb Yeshua? Yeshua says later on in the Mesech, the case like this. We're not talking about a Bechor. He's not talking about a Bechor. He's talking about like this an animal, a, a, a cow and its calf fell into a boar, right? Fell into a boar, and it's Yontif now. Now, can you take them out of the boar? You can't shech them both on the same day. As we read on the first day of Sukkot, right? Veshor osov espino, lo sishchatu biyomachad, right, Michael? Even though you're out of the neighborhood, you still laned it, right? Osov espino, lo sishchatu biyomachad. You can't shech the mother and child on the same day. So how can you bring them both out of the, uh, out of the pits? So the Gemara that says, well, let's say you bring one of them, you bring the mother out of the pits, say, yeah, maybe I'll shech that one. Then, after you say, well, maybe the child, the calf is better, so you bring the other one out. You play that shtick like Bishua. So I might think her also, you could say, listen, because it's Sar Balachayim, let's take the animal out of the pit, out of the pit, because it's Sar Balachayim, I wouldn't bring it out. Kamash Mu'an, we don't say that. No. Why? Because he goes down into the pit. The expert goes down into the pit to check it. So you might think, well, let's play a game and say, listen, Sar Balchaim, let's bring it out and check it. No, we don't say that. That's why you talk about this case of Bechor Shnafalabor, to tell me that Chiddush too, besides the Machlokas of Shimon of Yudah, whether you can examine animals on Yantav or not. So the why, if that's the case, why, if he's telling you you can't bring the animal out, that's the Chiddush, that you don't play this shtick like Rabbi Yeshua says in the case of a mother and child, not a Bechor, but here we're talking about Bechor. lo yishchot. Why does it say lo yishchot? Lo yala v'yishchot miboylei. Why does it say, yer memchiyera, im yeshba mum yala v'yishchot? It should just say, yochi, it should say lo yishchot. Right? Right? Yochi, lo yishchot, lo yala v'yishchot miboylei. If that's the case, it says, v'im lav, lo yishchot. If there's no, if there's no, um, if there's no mum, the Mishnah says, im lav, Rabbi Yudah says, you shouldn't shecht it. If the Yisra is, we're talking about can you might think you should bring it out out of there? You should say, no, the Chiddush is that you can't take it out. It says, Lo the Over Vaske. And Rashi explains like this. Over means he went against the rule and he brought it out anyway. Meaning, you're right. It should really say, lo, it should say, Lo Yalavishchot. But that's understood already. Why? Because the Rasha says, Yered HaMumcha. Yered HaMimcha obviously says, don't take it out. He's got to go down and check. I mean, don't bring it out. So the Mishnah's effect, Rebuta says, Taka, lo ye, you shouldn't, you shouldn't lo yala. The words ye raid mumcha v'yira tells you he has got to go down there, meaning you shouldn't bring it out. So you're right. It should say, you, you said it should say lo yala. He already said lo yala because he said ye raid, go down. That means don't, don't bring it up. Ye raid. And you, that's what you should do. But if you brought it out, if you brought out the Ava Vaske, it's speaking about where he Taka brought it out. Once you brought if you brought it out already, so shecht it. In other words, once you brought it out, shecht it, kamash malon, that you don't. In other words, the Mishnah, but the Mishnah said, that tells you you shouldn't, you shouldn't bring it up. And then, when you check it, if it has a mum, you could bring it out. 
but it has a mum, you could, you could bring it out, because I mean, it had a, was, we'll see, it means it had a mum already before, before Yantiv. The Imlav, lo Yishchav. What does it mean, Lav, lo Yishchav? Even though you brought it out, you still shouldn't shecht it. Says Gemara, Lishchate, how could you shecht it? Hatamhu. We're saying that if it has a mum there and you find it, you check the mum, then you could bring it out. If it doesn't have a mum, even if you brought it out, you shouldn't shecht it. If it doesn't have a mum and you brought it out, you would have, think you could shecht it? It's a Bechor. A Bechor can't be shecht. It has to be taken to the base of Migdash. Hatamu, it's, it's unblemished. It's Lot Shricha. The Nafal Bey Mumma. A Mum happened now. Rashi says, Nafal Mahashta. Right? Rashi says in the first of the wide lines, uh, if when he goes down to check it he could tell that there was a permanent blemish there already Erev Yontav the expert can determine that then he could bring it up the mum was today even if you brought it up if the mum was from today even if you brought it up you shouldn't shecht it you shouldn't shecht it why? because it's mukta. because the mum only happened today at the beginning of Yontav we're going like Yudah there was mukta. So it's enough of my mama. This is Marva Muksu. What do you mean? You're telling me, you're telling me, ah, oh, if you went down and you checked it, if the mum was there from before Yantif, the, so the, the, the expert can determine, then fine. It was already a mum there before Yantif, and the guy apparently knew about it, if it was there before Yantif, so he wasn't Muksu because he said, maybe I'll shecht it. There was already a mum there. He just didn't get a chance for the uh, guy to check it yet. Okay. But if the mum was only from today, so he says, you shouldn't shecht it. Of course you shouldn't shecht it. Rabbi Yudol's a muqza. This is what happened. There was a temporary mum there, Erev Yantif. There was a temporary mum. Therefore, the owner already said, ah, oh, maybe I'll be able to eat this on Yantif. I'm not making muqza because now I'll be able to eat it. What is muqza? You put it, you set it aside because, you know, you can't eat it on Yantif. You can't, anything which you're not going to use on Yantif or Shabbos is muqza, right? So the same thing over here. Here, it was, it had a temporary blemish, so he had a half a minute that, yeah, maybe I'll use it. But now, now on Yontif, so as soon as he had a temporary blemish, the mind said, oh, maybe I'll be able to eat it. Maybe the blemish will turn out to be permanent. Now it turned out when he checked it, it was Kavua. doesn't mean that when he fell in, there was a new mum there. Mepharshim say it could even be the very same mum that started off as a temporary mum. You know, you get an injury, and then you compound the injury because the animal fell, and it was compounded now. Mao the same, the Daita I might think, since his mind was on it, it's not Muktza, Vinishchatei, Kamash Malon, we don't say that. Kamash Malon, if it wasn't Kavuaf Mayor of Yantav, he shouldn't Shecht it. Why? Now, wait a minute. Now it wasn't Muktza, right? Right? We're saying now, what's Rabbiura? Rabbiura's problem is Muktza in general, right? It's Muktza. It's Muktza. If, if, it was, if it was unblemished Air of Yantav, it's certainly Muktza. So over here, what's the Kiddush? If it was unblemished, what, what do you mean he's checking the mum? He's checking if it, if it got the mum only when it fell into the pit, it's still muktza. Even if it's a permanent blemish now, it's still muktza. No, there was a temporary mum there already before Yantif. So therefore, it wasn't muktza anymore because the guy was already saying, oh, maybe I'm going to eat it. But what happened? On Yantif, it got the permanent muktza. If when he goes down to examine it, he says, oh, this, per- this, this blemish was here. Nothing to do with the fall. The, the blemish was there before Yantif. Then you could take it up and shecht it because it, was, it wasn't muktza and it was muttered to eat. It was muttered to shecht even at the beginning of Yantif. So it's okay. But if it's determined that it only got a mum kavu, a permanent blemish now on Yantif, then he can't eat it. Not because of muktza, says Rashi, but rather to muktzmach mesisser. Because at the beginning of Yantif, since it was only a, mum, a temporary blemish, he wasn't capable of eating it. 
wasn't capable of shechting it on Yantiv. It was still a Bechor that was fit to take to the base of Mikdash. So it's Osir to shecht, and therefore it's at the beginning Yantiv was Osir. Now it's also Osir. It's like something which is Osir to be used. The Muktzah not because his mind was pushed away from it. It is Muktzah, but not because he wasn't thinking of eating it, but rather because it was Osir to shecht at the beginning Yantiv. Inami Mishim or because, he, the way we're explaining it now, because he was over on a Nisr, a Nisr he picked it up, he, he lifted it up, it was Muktzah, and he took it out of the pit, and because of that, the rabbis forbade him from shechting it. So either because it's most machnis or because of uh, or because he was over and picking it up. That's how we understand the Gemara. So therefore, what's going on in our mission? Just to give a synopsis, bechor labor. We're speaking about not a bechor tam. We're talking about a bechor that already had a a shtickle mum, a mum over, a temporary blemish, right? A temporary blemish, and therefore, Romy, I remember. I always tell you. So I remember when your late father-in-law. Uh, I was in our shul in Kew Garden Hills like 40 Rabbi years Welcher, ago. When you were doing, doing this, Rabbi Welcher, right? Yeah, they were interviewing a rabbi, and he was very young, and, and your, your father-in-law was a Talmud Chachum. We said, well, he's very young. He says, that's a mum over. That's a temporary <laughs> yeah, blemish, right? Youth is a temporary blemish. Anyway, he says, yeah. over here, we're speaking about the animal was, blem- was a temporary blemish. So, he was thinking maybe he's going to use it. Now it fell in there. I mean, the expert determines whether it was a permanent blemish already before Yantif or only on Yantif. If it's only on Yantif, then it's Muktzamach Mesis, or you shouldn't have taken it out in the first place. Anyway, Rabbi Shimon says, no, Rabbi Shimon says you can't judge cases like that at all. You can't check things. You can't uh, uh, examine things on Yantif. It's like paskining and uh, determining. It's like fixing something. He says it's also. Now we have another brysa. The brysa, though, says like this. Tanra listen carefully. Bechor tam shenafalabor. You see the word there, tam? That is an extra word, right? Telling us now we're talking about an unblemished animal that fell into the pit on Yantif. Unblemished. And Rashi has two girsas here. The first girsa, he says, is, has the girsa the way we have it. Bechor tam shenafalabor. Rabbi Yudah Nasi Omer Yerid Mimcha even though it was unblemished, it was clearly unblemished, it fell into the bore on Yantif, the mumcha can go down there every year. If it's got a permanent blemish, you can bring it up. Why? How does that work? Well, this is not Rabbi Yehuda, this is Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Rabbi Yehuda, Rashi explains, Rabbi Yehuda's time in our mission is Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi, the, the, the usual bar plukta, like I said before, of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yehoi. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda holds a muktzah, Rabbi Shimon generally doesn't hold a muktzah, that's Rabbi Shimon Bar Yehoi versus Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi. This is Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi holds like Rabbi Shimon that doesn't hold a muktzah. So therefore, even though the animal was Lachora muktzah, at the beginning of Yantav, because it was unblemished and was not fit to be shechted on Yantav, but if it fell into the pit and now it has a permanent blemish, you could shecht it because he doesn't know the muktzah. He doesn't know the muktzah. Ah, wait a minute, but what about, uh, what about the idea of checking it on Yantav? The Rabbi Shimon says you can't do that. Omelo Rabbi Shimon ben Nasia, so Rabbi Shimon ben Nasia was not Rabbi Shimon ben Yochoi. Rabbi Shimon ben Nasia was a later Tana, said to Rabbi Yudah Hanasi, Rabbi, right, Rabbi, the earlier rabbis, who he's referring to as Rabbi Shimba Yochoi, who was a Rebbe of, of Rebbe, who was the Rebbe, Rebbe of Rebbe, Rabbi Yudha Nasi studied under Rabbi Shimba Yochoi, our earlier rabbi said, you're not supposed to check Momen Yantif. that's, you're fixing something, you're fixing something. Rashi says, brings down near at the widest lines at the bottom, 
that uh, uh, that was from Rechoi. He tells the whole story. But come to Rebbe and I see the Rebbe. The earlier generation, there's a machlokus about whether you're allowed to examine an animal on Yontif, and we should go to Chumra and the Machmer. So why are you being matured? Rabbi Yudanasi is Bechlal being matured. He says it's not Mukti. He doesn't know the Mukta like Rabbi like Rabbi Shimrichoi. And he, apparently, uh, he, he holds like Rabbi Shimrichoi that there's no Mukta. He also, he, but he also disagrees with Rabbi Shimrichoi, apparently, in the idea of, 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 of Rowan Mumen Beyantav. So Rabbi Shimrichoi said to Rabbi Yehuda, What about Rabbi Shimrichoi, your own Rebbe, who paskin that you're not supposed to look at Mumen on Yantav? Ketzad. So what's what do you do? What's what's the uh, how do you explain this whole thing? So the Gemara now gives he, this. This is what Rabbi Shimon explains. Uh, Rabbi Shimon explains. There's really three cases. Rabbi Shimon Farish Milsi explains of Rabbi Shimon and he says there's actually three different cases. Let's look at three cases. Ketzad. No mum If there was a, a mum, a blemish happened on erev yantif, but you didn't get a chance to check it. You didn't you didn't get an examine to examine. You don't check on yantif. You don't check on Yontif because it's not proper to check things on Yontif. But if you did, it says, Ein Mavakran, you'll see the Gemara says, you're not supposed to check it on Yontif. But if you did, and it, and it was determined that the, that the moon was there before Yontif, it's really okay. It's really okay. Why? Because Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold a Muktzah. Like, like Rabbi. Rabbi goes and doesn't hold a Muktzah. So you're not supposed to check on Yontif. But if you did, all right. So if you did, you could really check the Ein Mavakran, Means you shouldn't, but the evidence okay. Maybe that's what it means. That's one shot. We'll see. No, if a mum happened on Yantiv, Rabbi Shimon says, Ain't Zemanamacher. No, you can't examine on Yantiv. If the mum only happened today, you certainly can't do that. We'll see if the first case, uh, if the first ca- in the first case where the mum happened before Yantiv, it says, Ain't Mavakanusimantiv. But if you did, bid the evidence it okay or not, we're going to have a discussion about that. But the second case, if they happened on Yantiv, Rabbi Shimon says, Ain't Zemanamacher, meaning, like Rabbi Shimon says, not because of Muktza, but rather because you're not supposed to examine things on Yantav. The Shavan, both Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yudah, both agree, Shim Nolet, who Umumo Ima, listen to this. If, if the baby, the calf, let's call the calf, the Bechor, was born blemished, it was born blemished already. When does it get Kedusha? When it's born. But if it's born blemished, Mumo, Shazemanamuch, and that's prepared, that's okay. That is okay. That you could shecht on Yantav. Now we're going to talk about this. These three cases. Now, okay, so that's what he said. So he argued with him. Now, Rashi, I mentioned Rashi has a different gear, so that it doesn't say Bechor Tam, but rather like on our Mishnah, Bechor Shenafa Labor, but we already had a mum. Right? You check if the mum was there, and therefore it would be like, like according to that, Rabbi Shem, Rabbi, Shem, Rabbi Yudah Nasi would agree with Rabbi Yudah in our Mishnah. But that's if you have the Girsa Tom, like uh, uh, no, if you take out the Tom, like it reads in our Mishnah. But the way our Bryce reads, and according to the first John Rashi, it says Bechor Tam Shenafa Labor. Uh, well, according to Rabbiuda, uh, according to Rabbiuda Barloi, the Rabbiuda, the Rabbiuda of the Mishnah, that certainly you can't do. If you, if it was a bechor, if it was unblemished and it fell into the bechor, into the bechor, certainly it's muktzah. So there's nothing to talk about. But the Brisa reads bechor tamshina falabor. Rabbiuda Nasi says you're allowed to go and send an examiner down there to check it. And if it was a permanent blemish, now on Yantif, you could shecht it. It's totally lakula. He goes like Rabbi Shimon. It doesn't know the muktzah. And he doesn't agree with Reb Shimon's opinion about uh, check examining it on Yantif. On the third line now, and Chafav on the base, Dorish Rava Barafuna, No Mo He says like this: the last case of these three cases. Remember, the first case was if there was a mum on erev Yantif. The second case, mum was on happened on Yantif. The third case, it was born with a mum. So Rava Rava Barafuna says, listen, if it was born with a mum, 
you could check it lechadchila on yantif. You're allowed to check it on yantif and eat it and shecht it. Amalei Nachman. Rav Nachman said to him, Abba, my father, Tani, im over a Bikram Vukar. He says, listen, you're not supposed to. If you did, if it was born with a mum and you checked it, you weren't supposed to, then okay, you could, it's checked. Once you checked it already, you, you, you were matter it, okay, you could check it. But only bidi avad. You say even lechadchila? Amr Abayah. So Abayah said, well, kabasid Rav I'm sorry, but I, I agree with Rav of who says that in this third case where it was born with a mum, it's mut lechadchila. Kabasid Rav Mustavra. It's likely that Rav Huna is correct. Medik Tani plus Abayah. Because we learned three different cases over here in this in this Mishnah or in this Brisa, the Rav Shimon said he said one case if it was born if if the mum was there before Yantav ain't merakim beyond, and then if, it, if the mum was on Yantav he tells Rav Shimon says ain't zemanocha, and then he says they both agree in the third case. There's three cases over here. Why why break it up into three cases if two out of the three have the same halacha? Just say it say, say it that way. Here you say it as three different cases. Why? No, bo mum meir of Yantav ain't merakinos of Yantav, right? That's lechadchila. Ein mavakat sounds like a lechadchila. You shouldn't too. Lechadchila who delo? Hadiyevit. But if you checked it, chaperdam. It's mashm. It's okay. You you could do it. Bidiyevit. You could do it because it's ein mavakat. You shouldn't check it. But if you did, it's mashm. It's okay. No abomamiyant. Rabbi Shimon says no. Ein zemanamochan. That's no good. Dafila bidiyevit namilo. Even if you checked it, it's no good because you were over in an iser. It happened on yantav. Vaharatani. Then you say v'shavin. They both agree. She emunolat hu umumoimo that if the baby was born, the calf was born with the blemish on it, shuzemunamoch. That's considered prepared. That's okay, right? Mashmana filo chachila. Why say it in three cases to tell you three different halachas? The last case is even lechachila. The second case is no, even b'diyevit no. And the first case is lechachila. You shouldn't, but b'diyevit it's okay. That's why he said it in three cases. The filo chachila nami. Oh, so that's what he says. The chorah baruch is correct. I the Gemara says. Now, the, the case where the baby was born with a mum, um, that it's mutter to check, you're still checking, or why is it mutter lechadchila? We'll see, according to this, it's a little bit difficult. But now we're going to have a different kasha. Kiyasar Ravosha, when Voshia came, uh, when, when he came, he, he brought us of Aisim Asnisabiyadi, he brought a brysa with him that says, The first two cases have the same halacha. Whether the, whether the uh, blemish, Happened on Erev Yantav or Arn Yantav, Chachamam Ein Zemanamuchim. The Chacham agreed with Reb Shimon that's not considered prepared, meaning even B'diyevet. So therefore, therefore, the first two cases are both the same Allah, even B'diyevet is not good. So it could be that the third case where it was born with a mum, he still shouldn't check the mum on Yantav. So maybe when he says over there, that's Menamuchim, meaning B'diyevet. If you checked it, it's okay. But the first, the first two cases are the same. You see, if you tell me there's three separate cases, so the three halachas could be these are your choices. Lechadchila, bidiyeved, lechadchila, it's okay. It's only good bidiyeved, or it's not even good bidiyeved. Those are your three choices. But if you tell me the Brisa says, this Brisa says that the first two cases both have halacha, they even bidiyeved, it's no good. So it could be that the third case is bidiyeved, it's okay, but not lechadchila. So we have a steer between the two Brises. Ravoshi's Brises says that the first two cases have the same malacha, that even Bidiyevit is no good. And the third case could be Bidiyevit. But according to the first Brisa, the third case has to have a different halacha because it's brought, it's set, the cases are separate, so it must be Lechadchil, it's okay. That goes like Adabar Uchmi, who was a, let's say, a later Tana, uh, and he made mistakes. 
Rashi says he was he would learn Mishnayis and he would forget things. He was forgetful and he confused things. He was inaccurate. The Mishabash Vitani. He would make mistakes. He he uh, was inaccurate in his explanation. So for the first price of the three cases are not really three cases. They're really two cases. Whether whether the mum happened Arab Yantif or on Yantif, it's no good because you can't check it on Yantif. And the third case is where it was born with the mum. There were more makel and bidiyevet. If you checked it, it's okay. The Mishnah, our Mishnah is also mashma like this, like Rav Oshia's case, not like Rav Barafun explained that the third case is Mutlach Hashalik. The Tanya Rav Shimon Omer, Kol Sha'ein Mumo Nikam Erev Yantif, Ein Zamanamuchan. If you couldn't see the Mum Erev Yantif, this is not, it's not considered prepared. You can't, you can't use it. You can't paskin. My Ein Mumo Nikam Erev Yantif, Ein Mumo Nikam What do you mean, Ein Mumo If there was no Mum at all, and Rosh Hashalik, there was no Mum there. If there's no mum there, is it? It's obvious. If there's no mum there, everybody would say you can't shecht it on Yantav. Rabbi Yud would say it's not. It's mukza, and Rabbi Shimon would say clearly you can't shecht it. If there was no mum there, how could you do it? That's no. That's davar poshet. If there was no mum there at all, how could you have out a pshita? Right, pshita. Ilay meshein ba mum nekaklal pshita. Tzrich lemeim. Would you have to tell me that? Eladlo is chazi lechacham. Elamai must be where uh, the mission means like this, that you didn't show it to the Chacham. There was a mum there, but you hadn't shown it yet to the Chacham, heir of Yantav, right? Los Chazel, the Chacham, heir of Yantav. The Chacham hadn't, the, the expert, had not checked in on heir of Yantav to, to determine imum kavua, imum over, right? Tony Mias, ain'zem Either way, the Mishnah says that that's not menamuchem. What Rabbi Shimon said? Rabbi Shimon said the last words in the Mishnah. Rabbi Shimon, Now we're not talking about whether there was no mum there at all. There's, obviously, there's no mum there. Obviously, you can't use it on Yantif. You can't determine it on Yantif. The mum only happened today, and you can't paskin it today, according to Rabbi Shimon, even though he doesn't know the mukta. But it's 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 too obvious if there was no mum. No, I mean, there was a mum there. You just didn't get a chance to check it. So that's the same thing. Therefore, the same halacha applies whether there was a, a mum there erev yantif and you didn't check it yet, or the mum happened on yantif. The same halacha applies. You can't check it on yantif even b'diavad. It's b'diavad. It's no good. So shema mino. So we so we see like Ravoshia's brisa, not the simple way we learned that there's three separate cases, but the first two cases have the same halacha, and the third case where it was born with a blemish. You're not supposed to check it, but if you check it, but the evidence okay, like um, like the rabbis answer him, like Abai answered him, and like Ravoshia's Brisa, and as his master from our Mishnah also. Now we're going to come back to this case of the animal born with a mum in a few minutes. Now the Gemara raises another question, which is brought down the Gemara in Shabbos and elsewhere in Chulin. This following question: Boy, mine Rav Hillel. This is not Hillel the Tana. This is a later Amora, Rav Hilo. Boimine Rav Hilo me Rav. He asked this question. Yesh Muktzelachati Shabbos or Ein Muktzelachati Shabbos. Can you have something Muktzel for part of Shabbos? What do you mean Muktzel for part of Shabbos? What do you mean? Hechidem. What's the case? Idech se Ben Shmoshes. What's the rule? If it's fit air of Shabbos at Ben Shmoshes when Shabbos started, then it's fit. Ichsi. Then it's fit. It's not Muktzel. If it's not fit Erev Shabbos, it's Muksa, because it can't be used on Erev Shabbos, and it can't be used at Benish Mashos, Lo Now, we're going to mention the case later on, but the Rashi mentioned it back on Friday's daf, that remember he said before, Reb Shimon, we, we passed like Reb Shimon and, and, and the Machlech from Reb Yoda when it comes to Dov Hashem Miskavan on Shabbos, and we also passed like him, they have Muksa, that generally Reb Shimon doesn't hold the Muksa, but yeah, we, we have Muksa today, Shabbos, we all know this is Muksa, Rabbi Shimon agrees that in certain cases things are mukta. And the classic example is Rashi mentioned it back on Chaftal and Medbez, uh, for example, when you dry uh, grapes or figs on, uh, on the rooftop, they would dry them. And uh, grapes are, that, that are dried are called raisins, as we know, right? And, dry, and figs that are dried are called grogus dried figs. So 
if those those could, if you set them up to on your rooftop to dry on Yanta for Shabbos, the beginning of Yanta for Shabbos, those are monks even according to Shimon, because those you totally removed your mind from them. So here the question is this. What's this business about Chatsi Shabbos? Is there a Muktza for Chatsi Shabbos? Here's what happened. It was originally fit at Benish Moshes, yes. And then it was disqualified on Shabbos or on Yantav. Same thing, right? Here we're talking about the same thing in terms of Muktza, it's the same halacha. It was disqualified on Shabbos or on Yantav. And then it became qualified again, it was fit again. On Shabbos and Yantav. So, my, what do you say? Amrlay. So, Rava answered him, Yesh Muktza. There is Muktza. That's Muktza. If it became Muktza in the middle of Shabbos, even if afterwards it became Mutter again, he's going to talk about Shabbos, the same thing will be for Yantav, but the same idea. It's the idea. Is there a Muktza for half the day or not? So, he says, Yesh Muktza. Eisvei. Wait a minute. Veshavan, what about this case we just had with the animal born on Yantav with a mum? Veshavan, Shimnol, Mo, Mumo, Imo, if the animal was born blemished, says, Emmanuel Vamai. Why is that Monomuch? My name, a high Bechor. Look at, let's listen to the Bechor. High Bechor, mi kora havi chazi agavime. Before the animal was born, was it fit on Yantav? Listen, when, when, when is an animal, when does Bechor become Kadosh? When it's born. Let's say before it was born, let's say this case. You have an animal, you have your, you, the, uh, they did a, uh, an ultrasound. What do they call it in America? A uh, sonogram uh, on, on, the, on the cow. The cow was pregnant. And the guy's afraid she's going to give birth to a Bechor. Right? And then the Bechor is Kadosh. So what does the farmer do? He shechts the mother. And if you shech the mother, the baby is mutter inside. The baby's not a Bechor yet till it comes out. So before it was born, it was fit for Yantif, let's say. The beginning of Yantif was fit before it was, it was born on Yantif, right? And it was born with a blemish. But before it was born, it was fit to be eaten because you could have shechted the mother and eaten the child also. Once it's born, Oh, itchi, now it's disqualified because it's a Bechor. You can't check the Bechor on Yantav. You've got to take it to the base of Migdash. Right? Right. Then they saw there was a born with a blemish. They showed it to an expert who determined uh, that it was a permanent blemish. Ishtri, now it's Mutter. So here's your case. At the beginning of Yantav, it was Mutter to eat, right? With its mother, right? You're planning on, you've got a few animals over here. You might check them on Yantif. They're not Mokza. According to everybody, it's Mutter. And then it became disqualified when it was born because it was a Bechor. Then when the Chacham checked it, it was uh, determined that it was uh, a permanent blemish. It was Mutter. So here's a case where it was fit, then unfit, and then fit again. And what do we say over here? That it's Mutter. If it, it even either lechachil according to Rabba Bar or according to the other ones uh, according to Rabaye and uh, and the um, the brayso brought by um, by uh, Ravoshia and from Smashmar Mishnah that only b'diavad but the fact is it's mutter. Am Rabaye v'tem Rav Safik going diyasvi No, it's speaking about a case. The Dayanim were sitting there at the time that it was born, and Rashi's kshenola ukapotus as the animal came out they saw the blemish. It was never mukta. It never really had a rule of a bechor because as it was born, they saw it came out already. As it was coming out, it had a, had a mum on it. Never determined. It was never bechor. So that could be a case there. So you can't prove it from there. You can, I mean, some say amila a mukta that he told them. Rava answered, "No, there is no mukta in the chatziyom." So then they said, "Okay, so let's bring a proof from this case with the animal born that it was fit, then unfit, and then fit again." Right, Again, it was fit originally because it could have been it could have been shechted with its mother. once it was born, and it became disqualified because it's a and that's a case of 
it was fit and unfit and fit again, and that proves, and it's mutter to eat if you checked it, and therefore it proves the idea that what, that ain't muktzah l'chatziyom, am rabbi v'tem ravasu, no, could go into yasvi dining hasam, so it was never unfit at all. So you can't prove it from that case. So this shaila of if it became unfit in the middle of yontif, then fit again, right? Does that mean it was fit at the beginning of yontif or beginning of Shabbos? So you know that normally it's fit, it's not muktzah, but it became muktzah on yontif or on Shabbos, and then it became fit again. What do you say there? So Rava, there was two different gifts. One said Rava said that it's muktzah, one says that it's not muktzah. Tashma, let's bring the case here. Man was eating grapes on, on Yantaf or on Shabbos. But he had some extra grapes. So he brought them up to the roof to dry. Now here's the deal. When you dry the grapes, you eat the grapes when they're not, when they're not dried yet, they're delicious. You eat the grapes. When, they've, when they become raisins already, then they're fit. In the in between, not so good. Not they're not good, not fit to be eaten while they're in the process of being of being dried out. So here on Yantif, you were eating grapes and you had some extra ones. So you took them up to the roof. Beginning of Yantif, they were fit to be eaten. Then you took them up to the roof. You made the muktzah by setting, leaving them up to dry out in the sun. Right, lasses man with milk, and you wanted to make raisins, or betaining you were eating figs. Vahosi and you had some extra figs. Vahal legagni brought up to get lasses man grogus to make dried figs, to make dried figs out of them. Lo yolchamehen, you shouldn't eat. To listen to this on yantiv, you shouldn't eat ad shiyazma od yom. You had to prepare them before Shabbos or before yantiv, whichever case you're speaking about. You had to prepare them and say, listen, I have in mind that when they become dried, when they become raisins or dried figs, I'm going to eat them. And the same thing with other kinds of fruits. For example, afarsikim, peaches, achavushin, quinces, uvishakamis, all kinds of pears. The same rule apply. You had some on Shabbos or Yant, if you're eating them, they're fit, then you take them up to, the, to dry them out. Uh, you shouldn't eat them again after they, even after they've dried unless you prepare them in advance. What's the case? If they were fit, if they were fit when you took them up, Right, meaning chazu even means erev yantif, erev yantif. Rashi says over here, um, When you took them up, you weren't eating them really on yantif. Let's say you were eating them before yantif, before yantif you ate them. You took them up. Now, if they were fit already, they were dried out before yantif. Then what's the problem? Rashi says again. Rashi says Rashi here is on both sides of the page. We're on we're on the left side, the normal side now for Rashi, right? If they were fit, then what do you need them? So they were they weren't muktzah. What's your problem? And if they were unfit at bein hashmashos, what does help say? I'm going to eat them. They weren't fit. If something wasn't fit to be eaten, raw chicken or whatever, if it's not fit, it's muktzah. Doesn't help that uh, oh I, I'm gonna when it becomes cooked I'm gonna I'm gonna use it if it's if it can't be if it's raw or it's something that can't be eaten what does it help to prepare it and say oh, I'm gonna I have in mind to eat it later on I'll have you in mind what does that help my hobby maybe he doesn't know maybe here's what happened he ate them on let's say erev yantif or Friday afternoon he was eating them took them up to the roof. Ah, maybe they were maybe they were finished and I'm not gonna slip up there I'm not gonna it didn't bother checking if he doesn't know. And therefore, you're saying, oh, he has to prepare them. If he, something was muktzah that dried out and became fit even before Yantav. He doesn't know if it was dried out, but he doesn't know. So it's mutter. As long as it was, he, he would like to eat them, but he doesn't know if they were fit or not. He doesn't know if they were finished drying out before Yantav or not. It's mutter being, even if he doesn't know. If it turns out retroactively, it turns out that they were fit already before Yantav or before Shabbos, it's mutter be eaten. He doesn't have to be prepared them. El Alav must be, this is what happened. The Chazu, the Itchu, Here's what happened. They were originally fit. 
and then they became unfit, right? Then they became unfit, um, and then they became fit again. So what does that mean? So Rashi says, At the beginning of Banishma shows, they weren't dried out yet. So they were still fit to be eaten. And he had in mind that if they get dried, while in the process of drying out, then they're unfit. And then if they, get, if they finish drying out on Yantif morning or on Shabbos morning or in the afternoon, he'll eat them again. And he had Kavana. He had Yismanim. El Abda Chazu, Vi'itchu, Bahar Our question, can you have something Muktza L'chatziyom? It originally fit, then they became disqualified, then they were fit again. Vi'amrit, Ein Muktza, if you say Ein Muktza, Lamal Yismanim, what do you have to prepare for? The fact that he was Mazminim, the fact that he said that he, he, he designated them and said, oh, if they become fit on Yantif or on Shabbos, I'm going to eat them. Right? Why does he have to have asmana? It must be that there's muksa. Iamret ain muksa. If you say there's no muksa chasiyom, if at the beginning of yanta, beginning of Shabbos, they were fit to be eaten, and then they became unfit and later fit again, right? If 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 there's if there's no muksa, why does he have to prepare? I think this is elamai yesh muksa. Elamai, what do you tell me that they do become muksas? Kiyasma elamai havi. Just because if something is muksa on yanta for on Shabbos, you just can't say I'm going to use it later on. That doesn't help. If, if you say yesh muktza, what does it help to prepare? Elamai yesh muktza ki asmai havi. Hasmana dekodem my my mahani. What does hasmana help before it became muktza? Balav hasmana nami muchanin. They were also muchan. Vamdim vayisur baacharkach. Afterwards it became also became muktza. Something became muktza. It's like you know you have a dish and then the dish broke on yantef or on Shabbos, right? Now it's not fit anymore. It's muktza. So the same thing, if it became muktza on Yantaf or on Shabbos, how does it help to say I have in mind for later on? That doesn't help. When you had in mind, it was mutter anyway. So therefore, what, so therefore, what's going on over here? So, so what are you going to say? So what does it help to prepare? So what's the case over here? What happened was this. At the beginning of Yantif, it was half fit. That's what happened over here. If you say it was fit at the beginning of Yantif, and then it became unfit and then fit again. So you have the Shiloh, Yesh Muktzah L'chatziyom or not. There were two different opinions. In the first case, Rav said Yesh Muktzah. The second one, he said Nam Muktzah. Here's that's not the case. Here it's speaking about where at the beginning of Yantif, it wasn't that it was fit. We said if at the beginning of Yantif, it wasn't fit, it's Muktzah. nothing to talk about. If it was fit, it's, it's fit. What's your problem? No. It was half fit. It was half fit. It was like half dried out. Some people eat that way. Some people don't. Osman, if he designated and said, I'm going to eat at Golidaiti, he, he revealed his own mind that for him he wants to eat that. Lo Osman, lo Golidaiti. In other words, he effectively said, here's what happened was he put him up on the roof, and when he put him up on the roof at the beginning of Yontif, the beginning of Shabbos, they were half fit. And he said, oh, I'm going to eat them that way. If he's going to eat them that way, it's okay. But it's not speaking about a case where it was fit, then unfit, and then fit again. We can't prove that case from there. So Gemara is going to bring another proof. Tashma, the last line on the page. Me pulling from Dashma, we learn from beans and lentils. The pulling of Dashma, originally you take raw beans or lentils. Chazulilakus, you can chew them, you can eat them raw. Shadinul Mikhail, they put them in the pot. While they're cooking, they're not fit to be eaten. They're in the middle of the process of being taken from raw to cooked. Right? Itchu, then they're disqualified. Gomer B'Shulai, when you finish cooking them, Chazulu, they are, they are um, fit. So what do you see over here? Ishtu, we don't say, we don't say, well, since they were unfit in the middle, it was Nitchitz Muktza. So the same thing, if you're cooking lentils on Shabbos, or on Yantav, you can't cook on Shabbos, on Yantav you're cooking. So what do you say there? You could say there too that 
at the beginning, they were fit at Banish Moshos. Then they became unfit while they were being cooked in the process. They're unfit to be eaten. And so they were muktza. And then they became fit when they're finished cooking. So there's your proof that that uh, that that if it became unfit in the middle and then became fit again, it's okay. So if you talk about that, talk about any cooked dish. Any cooked dish. When you're cooking them, you're preparing them. They are seething. They are really burning hot. And they can't be eaten. And yet we eat them afterwards. So here you also have a case. Look at the regular case. So let's say even on Shabbos or Yontem, where you put it up before Yontem, before Shabbos, you're cooking it. It's boiling hot. You can't eat it while it's boiling hot. So it's muktza there. And yet you eat them afterwards. They're not muktza. You're going to say it too. You can't prove a case from cooking. I mean, I eat them afterwards, even though the hard are muktza. Ella, no. Gomer bideyar mokum boilan. If it was completed by a man, in other words, a person had the ability to make it not muktza by cooking it, that's not a shot. That's not a, that's not uh, muktza because a person doesn't mind. If something I could I could cook it faster, I could cook it before Shabbos, cook it afterwards. That doesn't make it. Kikim boilan gomer bideyar shemayim. If it only became fit by a by a heaven, meaning it, w- it was through not through it, it was done through natural res- natural sources like the sun. Uh, making, drying it out. But when a person cooks it, he has the ability to cook it faster, or cook it before, or cook it later. That's not muktzah at all. And therefore, cooked dishes, you can't say anything from cooked dishes. Cooked dishes, is a, a person can make it not muktzah by cooking it whenever he wants to. Therefore, you can't prove anything. We're talking about a case where it was dried through the sun, or like we said, the case of uh, either of an animal, it could be the case of an animal too, but in the case of an animal, we said it would work except for the fact that here it was born and the, and the uh, dionym or the, the examiner was right there, so it never became unfit. As soon as it was fit while it was in the mother's uh, belly because it could be eaten by, by uh, shechting the mother, and it was fit as soon as it was born because the dionym were right there. But in theory, you could say a case like that where it was, uh, fit and unfit and then fit again, but that shail is not really uh, nifshat by our Gemara today, and that's a shail throughout Shas, whether yesh muktzah or not, and we can't prove it from these cases. All right, we'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Rabbi Yudah Nesia, Merz Hashem. Aguten kvittel, pitkat tovat everybody, moedem l'simcha, and shavuot tov. Shavuot tov.